Welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Nurse Becoming Podcast. It's your host, Amanda Guarneri. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today to have me in your ears. I really appreciate the privilege to be able to talk with you and share my thoughts and ideas with you. So thanks for tuning in and thank yourself for taking the time to do something nice for yourself today. Because I really think that listening to podcasts and reading and these are all like personal enrichment activities that I can't say enough things about. You're really doing something good for yourself when you take the time to listen to a podcast like this. So thank you. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic uh, about finding jobs, of course, one of my favorite things to talk about. and. This is a topic called how to find a nursing job in 2020. And I think that it's important that we talk about this. It's important that we kind of recognize that the job search process has evolved over time, whether you are, you know, if you are a newer or a younger nurse, this may be the norm for you. And if you are more of a veteran or more experienced, you know, this may be a change because job searching has really evolved over the past, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 years. So it is important to keep up with the times because your career really depends on it. So today we're going to talk about what you can do to stay current with the process of job searching and the things that I recommend are the best tips when it comes to finding and landing a nursing job. And this advice is going to be broad today and is going to apply to you, likely whether you are looking for a staff nurse job or whether you are a nurse practitioner. So it is the year of the nurse, right? This year, 2020 has turned out to be more so the year of the nurse than we ever expected, I think. And I think that this year, many nurses are job changing. They are either looking for their first job. I feel like every year we have more and more nurses and NPs entering the profession, which is a story for a different podcast. And also, there so not only are there nurses looking for their first job but there are nurses looking to change jobs for a whole host of reasons the usual job change reasons um and of course this year in 2020 there are many nurses and NPs looking for job changes for reasons related to the pandemic either they were in positions that were not good for them long term they maybe saw 
some true colors when it came to their employers during the pandemic that made them not want to work there forever. Maybe they were laid off because of shutdowns related to the pandemic. There have been a lot of contributing factors. But regardless of the reason, I think that it is important to make sure that if you are a job seeker, you have a competitive edge in the process of landing, of finding and landing your dream nursing job. And as technology advances and the way that we use the internet changes and evolves, there are many new ways that nurses look for and apply for jobs. And in some ways, the digital age is beneficial, but there are also some ways that it could be hurting you. So we're definitely going to dive in to the role of technology and what that role is in your job search. So let's first talk about whether there is really a nursing shortage. So it's easy to assume that getting a nursing job should be easy, especially with that buzz phrase of nursing shortage that we've been hearing over the past, I don't know, 20 plus years. Both the Bureau of Labor Statistics in the United States and the Institute of Medicine have projected the need for large growth of the nursing profession. And this is because of a few things, mainly due to baby boomers reaching retirement age, uh, which leads to more adults, more older adults needing health care as well. So not only are the baby boomers retiring, but then they're also generating more healthcare needs. So as a result, organizations like the American Association of Colleges of Nursing, AACN, uh, have supported initiatives to make nursing education more accessible and to increase enrollment. Sounds great, right? However, calling this a nursing shortage, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see because this is a podcast. Um, So calling this a nursing shortage is not entirely accurate. So the Nursing Executive Council Advisory Board, and I'll link these reports in the show notes at nursebecoming.com, the Nurse Executive Council Advisory Board actually redefined the nursing shortage as an experience complexity gap. And their report suggests that there are more new, inexperienced nurses entering the workforce as the patients are getting sicker. As newer nurses graduate and prepare to enter the workforce, healthcare organizations are actually wanting more experienced nurses to replace the retirees and to care for the increasingly sicker population. So this is what creates an experience gap. Okay, so There are a bunch of new nurses because education is more accessible and they're trying to fill this shortage that we know is happening. But then, you know, on this complexity scale, the patients are actually sicker. So organizations and hospitals and employers would really prefer to have more experienced nurses because the patients are sicker. So this is where that gap comes in. So there are more inexperienced nurses than there are employers who desire inexperienced nurses. So that is what ends up leading to this little bit of disconnect for new graduates because new graduates are obviously so eager to find a job, but they may kind of butt up against some challenges, some hiring challenges because of this experience gap. 
So it creates challenges for nurses who are looking for jobs, especially nurses and NPs, because this experience gap exists for NPs as well, big time. And so it creates the challenges for those who are more novice or newer in their careers. So let's kind of move into job searching strategies and the role and also the trouble with technology. So newer nurses who are entering the workforce are used to the technology advances that have defined the past 20 years. So many aspects of nursing education are now online, even more so in 2020. Coursework participation can really have a similar feel to social media. And additionally, many nursing programs and job networking websites are speaking directly to the younger nurse with their own social media profiles, advertising, networking, group forums. We are really told that we can do everything online. And even many jobs are shifting to online platforms and online delivery, especially this year. So this is great. This advancement in technology, don't get me wrong, I am a big fan overall. However, as a result of this comfort with online technology, many job applicants are treating their job search in a passive way and leaning only on the online mode of finding and landing a job. So they're scrolling job boards, hoping to be shown their ideal position or their ideal job and easily clicking apply. And applying to a job online is fairly simple since once your resume is uploaded and saved, it can be sent to many jobs in a small amount of time. And I think that this creates just advantages. And it's, this isn't just my opinion. I'll give you some statistics as well. So the question is, do you have an advantage if you are using technology and applying to jobs online? And the answer is not necessarily. While there are plenty of job websites and recruitment companies, various statistics actually report that between 40 to 60% of job vacancies are being filled by referral or word of mouth is another way of saying that, not by online candidates. Okay, so I'll say that again for emphasis, 40 to 60% of job vacancies are being filled by referral or word of mouth. Okay, that means that the other percentage um, is being filled by online candidates, but it's close to the majority or at least half-ish are being filled by referral. And, And these statistics are for the general job climate. This is not nursing specific, I will say that. So, and furthermore, career acquisition reports have noted that approximately 35% of vacancies are being filled by job or career sites. However, 75% of the applications come through this method. Okay, so less than half of vacancies are being filled by online job sites. However, 75% of the applications come in through this way. So what what do these statistics show? In one sentence, in one sentence summary, if you apply online, you potentially have a lot more competition for fewer opportunities. Okay. If you apply online, you potentially have a lot more competition for fewer opportunities. So let's talk a little bit about the hidden job market. This is a really fun thing that I love talking about 
that you may have heard me talk about if you've been in any of my trainings or any of my paid programs. So another thing that you want to consider as you plan your job search strategy is the hidden job market. So we want to find those jobs that aren't posted online, like that more than half of jobs that are filled by referral or word of mouth. So this refers to job postings that have never had any formal posting. So jobs that don't have a posting online saying we have a vacancy. Okay. So this includes positions that are open, uh, that employers try to fill by word of mouth prior to posting publicly, as well as open positions that employers don't wish to pay to advertise. Okay. So a lot of smaller employers may have vacancies, but they might prefer to go the word of mouth or referral method, or they may not have the recruitment or advertising budget to post to these bigger online sites like LinkedIn or Indeed. Like it costs money to post those positions and employers may not choose to do that. So if you think that you are seeing all the vacancies that exist, if you are just looking at online job boards, Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, if you know this strategy, that's not the case. So the earlier statistics that I went over showcase how the majority of job seekers are using online applications as their primary application method. And this creates a lot of competition for positions. So exploring positions that may not be posted online, aka the hidden job market, this has the potential to be a lot less competitive. So what you want to do is you want to find those vacancies, the vacancies that exist, but that no one else really knows about yet, because by nature, you will have less competition for those positions. And this will give you more of an opportunity to stand out and hopefully connect directly with the decision makers. And that's the people who make the hiring decisions. Hey, quick thing. If you are an NP, NP student, or RN who's struggling to find promising job opportunities listed online in your area, or if you've applied to many jobs online without any callbacks, or maybe you're relocating and you have no idea how to find a job without relying on sites like LinkedIn and Indeed.com for job postings, I want to teach you a step-by-step way to create a targeted, unique job search strategy. A workshop of mine that I did recently live, I have turned into an on-demand video recording. It's a two-hour training and it's called How to Find a Job That Isn't Posted Online. And you will learn exactly that, how to find a job that isn't posted online. The reality is that the majority of jobs these days aren't actually posted online. There are many, many vacancies, but you're really only seeing half of them or less than half if you are relying only on online job sites and job boards. So if you want a way to kind of bust through that and make a list, maybe even an infinite list of places that you can apply that don't have public job postings, then you really, really, really need to consider taking this workshop training. Okay. This is a two hour on demand, meaning it's a recorded video workshop and includes a 20 page workbook. And we go through it page by page in the training. You will have lifetime access to the recording and the workbook in my student portal. And you can use this process now and then reuse the same process in the future as your career changes and evolves. 
Okay. You will also get my outreach scripts and timeline. So once you find potential employers, you will need to start your outreach plan of contacting them and following up. So I've put together a document with word for word email and phone scripts, as well as what to say in your initial message, when to say it, what to say and when to say it when you follow up. So this workshop, you can go to the resumerx.com slash workshop. It will be also linked in the show notes. It's a $97 investment. You will have access to it forever and you will make back your money when you land one of those jobs that isn't posted online. So let's talk about a better way to land your job in 2020. So step one, I want you to research your community first. So instead of using your computer time to scroll job postings in hopes of finding your ideal position, use the time to research your community or the one you plan to move to if you're relocating and the healthcare facilities in it. Come up with a short list of places that you would ideally like to work. And things to consider when doing this community research include commute time, trauma, burn, stroke, magnet designation, any school of nursing affiliation of the hospital if you plan to go back to school, whether your preferred specialty is practiced at the facility that you're looking at, any sort of orientation and residency programs, mentorship programs, that type of thing. Step two, I want you to identify influencers. And this is not the type of influencers you may think. Once you have identified a short list of ideal workplaces based on your interests, experience, and goals, I want you to identify some individuals who may have connections or advanced knowledge of those places. So this isn't really about reaching out and asking someone to recommend you for a job, but rather doing further research to learn whether you would be a good fit at this location. And these individuals may eventually be able to introduce you to someone or recommend you for a job, but that's not the primary purpose of this step. The next step is to consider your warm and cold networks. Okay, what do I mean by that? As you can as you think about potential influencers, you will want to consider people both in your warm and cold network. So your warm network refers to anyone that you may already be acquainted with, people who already know you in some capacity. Whereas cold contacts are essentially strangers to you. Okay? However, cold contacts can become warm contacts if you ask for an introduction. Okay, so warm network contacts to consider include your preceptors, former classmates, faculty, friends and family, your own healthcare providers, whereas cold network strategies would include searching and connecting on LinkedIn, joining professional organizations, and attending local or virtual these days events. Okay, so your next step is to set up a meeting. Okay. So next I want you to set up an in-person or virtual meeting or a phone call with this potential influencer that you have identified, this person that you either know already or contact that you have, um, a, a network connection you have made that could be someone close to the type of job or position that you want. So this could be someone that you know who already works at this facility where you want to work, for example. So this meeting is your opportunity to pick their brain. 
And during this meeting, you would want to consider asking questions such as, how did you end up in your current position? Um, what's your favorite part of working at, you know, this particular healthcare facility? You can ask if that facility is an organization that values and invests in new graduates and mentorship. Okay. So these questions are going to help you connect with this influencer person while also giving you some clarity about whether the facility that you're interested in would be an ideal workplace for you. So the fifth step is that you are going to follow up. Okay. So many people skip this. Um, and it's so important. I can't emphasize how important it is. So after your meeting, be sure to thank the influencer or your contact and follow up with them. If you have decided to pursue working at their facility or exploring an opportunity, let them know that your conversation helped you with that decision. And this is where you'll have to kind of feel out what's appropriate, but if appropriate, you can ask them if they know who you should connect with at that organization or to whom you should direct your application documents. Even if you ultimately end up applying to an open position through the facility's website, it'll be helpful if you can direct your application directly to a hiring manager or a decision maker. Okay, next, time for more research. <laughs> Once you have met with your influencers and have decided which facilities seem like the best fit, it's time to do some more research. At this point, you can start browsing the facility's website for job openings that match your interests and experience. You can also find out if they have a nursing recruitment department within the hospital. Oftentimes, these are the departments who are responsible for filling nursing positions, and they can help provide information about new graduate programs, hiring events, and informational interviews. This is also a great time to research and read the facility's mission statement. Most hospitals will have this posted on their website. Find out what they value as an organization and reflect upon why and how you feel both professionally and personally aligned with them. Next, I want you to prepare your documents and application. So regardless of whether the facilities on your list have public job openings, you should prepare a personalized resume and cover letter. Take the time to reflect upon your skills and accomplishments. Use the summary section and the cover letter to showcase the value you bring to the organization and how you feel aligned with their mission statement. And at this point, it's a great opportunity to circle back around with your influencers, follow up again, let them know that you've decided to apply for a position at their organization. And again, you don't want to take advantage of this relationship in any way, but if it seems appropriate to leverage them as a contact, you can ask if you can mention their name during the application and hiring process. This is another thing that you'll have to feel out based on your relationship with them and based on some social cues. When speaking with nursing recruitment, you can also inquire about the possibility of an informational interview. Now, an informational interview is a sit-down meeting or a phone call or a virtual call these days during which you are not interviewing for any particular position, but rather using that opportunity to learn about the facility and also showcase your potential as an employee. If there do not appear to be any opportunities at the moment at the facility that you're interested in, don't give up. 
You want to follow up regularly via email or by phone in order to stay top of mind with the decision makers or the recruiters when a vacancy opens up. And keep in mind, if you're applying to a a fairly large facility, like a hospital facility, vacancies open up all the time. There's tons and tons of turnover. So the follow-up can be really helpful here because chances are if the position that you want is not available, it will likely be in a couple months. And if you are an upcoming graduate and you've started this process in advance of becoming licensed, this checking in and following up process every three to four weeks is a really good practice for this. So let's talk about ways to stand out in a competitive market. Okay, now that we've kind of outlined the stepwise approach for finding a job, um, especially one that's not posted online, how can you stand out as you are going through this process? Ideally, you have started setting yourself apart before you're even looking for a job. So if you are still in nursing school, the following activities can help you stand out as a newer graduate. So I would definitely suggest looking to get a healthcare-related job or regular hospital volunteer experience while you are in school. Consider attending professional activities, which you can do virtually these days, which makes it even easier to attend, and grow that warm network. If you listened to Josh's episode a couple episodes back, um, I'll link it in the show notes, he knew that he wanted to be a NICU nurse and he attended events for the local organization in his area. And after every event, he either stayed after to introduce himself or emailed the facilitators of the event to thank them for the opportunity, for the information provided, and to make it known that he was interested in this field as a nurse in NICU nursing. And it was these activities that ultimately led to him signing a job five months before he even graduated. So these professional activities and growing this network of connections is really important and will really pay off in the long term. Another thing is to involve yourself in leadership activities at school, such as your student nurse association or community service activities. Overall, when you are finding and landing a job, I want you to be strategic throughout the process. So You know, like I said, it's the year of the nurse. It's 2020, which has totally turned our world upside down. And it is important for nurses and future nurses to recognize how to use up-to-date information and technology to support your job search and your educational strategies. And whereas technology has advanced tremendously over the past couple of decades, like I said earlier, statistics show that online job searching and applying is really not the most effective way to land a job. It plays a role, but it's not the only way. So rather than being a passive applicant who applies for many, many job openings, hoping for a match, taking a more strategy, research-driven approach has a much higher likelihood of leading not only to any job, but the job that's the best fit for you. So let's recap those steps that we listed before, the better way to find a job in 2020. Step one, research your community first. Okay, so this is, you're going to look into your community and make a list of places that you could potentially work. Step two, you're going to identify influencers. You're going to evaluate your cold and warm networks. 
You're going to set up a meeting with those influencers. You're going to keep them warm and follow up with them. Step three, you're going to research more. So once you've met with those influencers, once you've decided which facilities seem like the best fit for you, you're going to do more research about those facilities. You're going to see if they have job openings. You're going to evaluate their mission statement, and you're going to contact the nursing recruitment department. Next, step four, you're going to prepare your documents and your application. This is resume and cover letter time. And you're also going to circle back and touch base with any of your influencers who may be good contacts, um, depending on where you've decided to send your resume and cover letter and your application. This is also the opportunity to ask for an informational interview with the nursing recruitment department, especially if there are not jobs posted in your interested field. Okay. And of course, following up, super important. Whenever you are nurturing any sort of job lead, that means like a potential job or any sort of networking connection, it is always a good idea to periodically check back and follow up um, because if you just contact people one time or just send one message or one phone call and don't follow up, then unfortunately you may not stay top of mind, which is definitely what you want as you navigate this process. Okay, I hope this has been helpful. This is like a little mini crash course in how to find a job. Like I said at the top of the episode, If you are interested in learning more about this process, specifically how to find the jobs that aren't posted online, I would love for you to check out my training. Check out my workshop. It is a paid workshop. I'll put the link in the show notes at theresumerx.com slash workshop is going to be the information page for that. But this is a recorded two-hour workshop with a corresponding workbook where I walk you through step-by-step how to make a list of places that you can apply to, how to find them actually online, and that whole process. I lay it all out for you so that you know exactly what to do. Thank you again so much for tuning in to the episode today. Remember, I am always rooting for you and you'll hear from me again soon. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it all the way to the end. If you found today's episode helpful, would you take a minute and give me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts? It will truly help other nurses find this show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.